0: Even as they should have been praying, they were dragging heavy armour up the stone stairs with a clanking that should have raised the devil. Even as they passed through the chilly, cheerless chapel and crossed themselves in front of the dainty filigree box no bigger than a small candle-holder, they were counting arrows. If Richard the Lionheart, King of England, Duke of Normandy and Aquitaine, would not accept the terms of surrender they had offered— then blast him to hell, even if he was a heroic crusader. Their terms were unconditional, as befitted the terms of Occitanian knights, although, in the end, the terms were of course pointless, for whatever the knights said, whatever they did, it was quite certain that Richard would take the garrison. How could the ramshackle castle at Chalice Chabrol, in which they had taken refuge, withstand siege machinery built to reduce the very walls of Jerusalem to rubble? But the company, though it consisted only of fifteen knights, two archers, and a child, would make certain the Lionheart remembered it to his dying day. Only one knight, though brave as the rest, was not shouting— instead bernard de morande was speaking to his son and the little boy's cheery responses even in the face of what he knew was to come made the other knights smile their doomed smiles what a knight parsifal would have made had his mother not died and bernard given away his lands in a grand gesture to take the crusader's cross leaving his son in the care of a monastery it showed such spirit that the boy had refused to stay there when he heard rumours of his father's return, and had come instead, kicking on the fat pony which was his special pet, to see if the rumours were true. "'Well, I'm glad King Richard has refused our surrender,' Percival's voice chirruped, echoing up the steps and then suddenly flattening out as he and his father reached the top platform of the tower, open to the skies." He'll have to take us now, father, and I'll be in a real fight. His father was torn between shaking his son and kissing him. Perhaps it was as well that the boy had never seen a man hung, never seen the indignity of knights dying not in battle, using the full force of their strength, but lining up like beggars, their possessions reduced to the rope that would choke them. If Richard did spare Parsifal, as Bernard had reason to think he might, for the king's reputation, though bloody, did not include child-killing, he hoped the boy would be sent away before the executions began. A brother knight, an elderly fellow, had other concerns. Sending Parsifal to find an archer, he spoke gravely, "'What are we to do, Bernard?' Bernard knew at once that his comrade-at-arms was not speaking of the child. It was not by chance that King Richard had journeyed at such speed into the Limousin, straight to this insignificant place, even though he had other, greater battles to fight. Somebody had blabbed. Somebody had told him that the Occitanian treasure was on its way home. The identity of the traitor was of no import now, God would judge him soon enough. The only thing that mattered to Bernard and his companions was whether to destroy the precious thing they had brought all the way from Jerusalem, or give it up. "'Bernard!' said the other knight urgently, even as he clumsily pulled on his armour, for his squire had fled. "'We have so little time. I am resigned to dying.' But if we are to give our treasure to Richard, let's do so as men and not have it torn from us like babies. Bernard looked through the battlements. Richard's camp was well set up, pennants flapping joyously over the tents as if victory was already theirs. Under thick, arrow-proof canopies, men were oiling the joints of the siege engines, ready for the next bombardment. A bombardment they clearly expected to be the last, judging by the few stones lying about in careless heaps, they were not replenishing their stock the besiegers' war horses were unsaddled and grazing, Sir Bernard's horses amongst them, for they had been taken by King Richard's men as booty, only Parcival's pony was standing loyally at the bottom of the keep. the besiegers had not wanted him. Parcival had felt.